Today's guest is Karina Villa, class of 1996. Karina attended COD and National Lewis, where she majored in psychology and human services. She went on to earn her master's degree at Aurora University in social work. Karina worked as a social worker in District 33 for 10 years, two years at SASID, School Association for Special Ed DuPage. She then worked at Villa Park School District as a behavioral specialist. In 2018, Karina ran for state representative for the 49th district in Illinois and won. Currently, Karina will run for state Senate for the 25th Senate district of Illinois for the 2020 election. Karina Via, class of 96, we go. Karina, what do you do? Hey there, Brian. I am the state representative for the 49th district. So, Karina, can you tell us about the path of how you became our representative and all of the steps along the way with your education from uh, since we go? Yeah, so right after um, I graduated at the high school in 96, I went straight to College of DuPage. You know, when I was going uh, my junior and senior year, when everyone was going and looking at colleges, uh, all I really knew was that my parents said that I had to go to college. I didn't really have um, much guidance in terms of um, anything other than that. So I p- ended up picking College of DuPage because it was um, really the, the thing that seemed um most available to me at the time. Uh, I really loved being at COD. I got very involved with um, a group called the Latino Ethnic Awareness Association, where I did end up being the president of the club, um, you know, my second year at COD. At, while I was at in that club, I, I met some lifelong friends who are still at my side uh, today. So it's pretty, pretty, gr- pretty great. Uh, after that, I ended up going to National Lewis University and then Aurora University for my master's in social work. And I left Aurora and started working right away in West Chicago. Loved my job. Absolutely was the best uh, job that I could have ever imagined. Uh, I was in West Chicago for about 10 years. It was really the height of my career. I loved uh, my colleagues, I loved the families, um, and I also thought that it was maybe time for a, for a bigger challenge. I, I was kind of thinking maybe going back to school, getting another degree, uh, when all of a sudden I was approached by someone to apply for a job uh, with a special education cooperative in DuPage County uh, to be a behavior specialist. So I jumped right on and interviewed and, and took the job. Once I took the job, I actually went and sat with the superintendent of West Chicago District 33 at the time was Ed Lehman. He's the the Lehman of Lehman Middle School. Uh, and Dr. Lehman and I just sat and spoke very candidly. He he shed a few tears when I told him that I was leaving, but then I told him, but Dr. Lehman, this actually means that I'll be able to run for the school board because I will no longer be an employee here in the district. So uh, he was over the moon, just so excited at the idea of me of me running for school board. So I went ahead and ran for school board and, and became elected. Uh, that was the first uh, taste I had for, for running for public office. Um, when I ran for that race, I remember many people 
people said that it would be impossible for me to win. It just did not seem like, uh, you know, West Chicago was ready to elect a, a, a Latina Democrat for the, the local school board. And um, I just went and knocked on doors and talked to people. And my students came and helped me. Uh, the families that I used to work with came on board and, and helped me and we and we won the race. So um Eventually, I, I ended up um, leaving SACID and going back to being a full-time school social worker in Villa Park. Once I was in Villa Park, um, I continued being on the school board. I ran for re-election for the school board in, in West Chicago. Uh, at that point, I was uh, the vice president of the board. And, and really, in my time on the school board in West Chicago, we did some really phenomenal things. We expanded um, early childhood education, we uh, went to full day programming for kindergarten for all the kindergarten students. We expanded the dual language program. We expanded the mariachi program, the ballet florcorico program. We um, really, my one of the highlights of what we did was um, making sure that we had full-time social workers in each one of the, the elementary buildings. It was something that was kind of my soapbox thing uh, from the time I started the board, and it was wonderful to be able to make sure that um, we, we got that accomplished. So, we did, uh, you know, be, being on the school board really um, showed me how important it was to have representation at every level. So when I was in, in Villa Park as, as a school social worker there, the last few years that I was uh, at this, at the, um, in that district, there was a lot of awful things happening in the state of Illinois where mental health services were being cut. So finding services for my students was really difficult. Uh, families were coming and talking to me about the cost of housing and how hard it was for them to find affordable housing, um, you know, and, and the cost of property taxes were going through the roof. So um, I, I basically was going to work and, and at the first time, for the first time in my career, it was just, um, I was feeling like I was going to burn out. I, I found myself complaining quite a bit and I got to a point where I said I have to stop complaining and try to be part of the solution. So rolled up my sleeves, grabbed a clipboard and started knocking on doors. I ran for office uh, for about two years before election day um, and uh, saw saw the, uh, the fruits of my labor, I guess, at, at, at the end. It was wonderful. So you would say that it was your experience as a social worker that really informed you how to want to make that next leap on every step of the way when you wanted to run for school board and then run for uh, state representative uh, that was part of that leap uh, that you uh, that you did that when you were you took the clipboard and you started walking uh, what were some of the more what were the, the surprises that you had once you started canvassing your district so some of the surprises I had were when I was out knocking on doors, it was a time in our country where people were kind of being told to be afraid of your neighbor, that, you know, everyone should be locking their doors and, you know, uh, closing their blinds and, and not letting anyone in. It kind of just felt like a real bad time for for knocking on doors in general, uh, just because of what social media is telling you and uh, what, what the news is saying. So what I found most surprising was that it was completely the opposite. 
here comes me, like some stranger knocking on your door. And people invited me in. People told me their life stories. People cried with me, laughed with me, hugged me. People argued with me, disagreed with me, told me that, the, you know, that, you know, they would never, they would never vote for me, but would shake my hand as I was leaving and wish me luck. I mean, it really was just such a, uh, a beautiful opportunity to co- connect with people um, and and to be welcomed into into people's lives and and homes. It, it, it was amazing. If I could go back to one more uh, question, is like what just from your COD experience, uh, how how did you decide to go into social work first? Um, I always knew I wanted to do something to help others. Like ever since I was a kid, it was, I was always looking for opportunities to help other other people. Um, and growing up in West Chicago, my parents had a grocery store in town and I was 13 when we opened it. And so I worked at the grocery store from the time I was 13 until the time I graduated college and families would come in and and talk to us and, and we would quite often help families out, whether it was reading documents to them that came in the mail or helping them fill out forms or even going with them to help them register their children for school. Um, that happened quite often. Um, and, and finding ways to help advocate for, for families that just didn't know how to advocate for themselves. So I knew I wanted to do something in the helping field and, and um, it kind of just all naturally fell together um, and, and all roads led to, to social work, I guess. <laughs> Could you describe what it was like on election night to then finally get the news or what was what was that like when you got the news that you indeed uh, had won? So that's I just get so I I love this question. So about a week before election, uh, I, I told my campaign manager, send me somewhere that I have no business being send me send me somewhere like a pretty much like a Republican precinct. Like that's where I want to go. Um, so I, I, she did, and I went out there and I was walking and knocking and people had my signs all over the place and people at the doors were opening the doors and greeting me by name. People were like, we already early voted for you, you know, or of course we're going to vote for you. And it really was, um, at that point a week before that I really knew, um, I'm going to win. Like, I'm going to win. There's, there's no way that I'm not going to win this. Like, I'm in a precinct that I have no business being in, but yet people know me. And it, and it was because I had knocked on doors for two years. There were some houses that I personally knocked on over seven times. Wow. Yeah. So people knew me. They they knew my name. They they I had been to their door. Someone, one of my volunteers had been to their door. Uh, it, it was pretty amazing. So then fast forward to then the day of election it was so cold outside. It was so, so, so brutally freezing. And I stood outside from uh, the six o'clock in the morning at the same polling place, just greeting voters um, and uh, thanking them for voting. And so when it was time, when the polls closed, you know, I ran home, I got dressed, I was, I was all ready. And my manager said, you are not to walk in to Hawthorne's, which is where I was having my watch party. You are not allowed to walk into Hawthorne's until um, we call the election. And I was like, 
my phones kept blowing up. Like, where are you? We're at Hawthorne's. Where are you? Why, why aren't you here yet? Hurry up, get here. So I told my campaign manager, I give you 10 more minutes and then I'm leaving. Like I'm going to Hawthorne. She's like, give me 20. So I gave her 20 more minutes and she was just like, oh my gosh, we're not ready to call it yet. Um, And nonetheless, I was like, I don't care. I'm on my way to Hawthorne's. Everyone keeps texting me and I just want to get there. I was so excited. So um, we had a DJ there and uh, there's a song... um, uh, this girl is on fire. And so I told him, when I walk in, I want that song playing. So I walk into Hawthorne's. We still haven't called the election. We still, my campaign manager had still not called it. So I walk in, the music starts playing. There's like, I don't know. It felt like there were 200 people there. It was just crazy. People just formed a circle around me. I'm in the middle. I'm singing the song, dancing. I'm hugging everyone. Um, it's unbelievable, this feeling uh, that I felt at that moment. And um, about 30 minutes later, I think, is when we finally uh, called, when when we called the race. And a few minutes after that, my opponent called me and uh, left me a voicemail wishing me the best and congratulating me on the win. What's the learning curve when you now are transitioning from citizen to now representative? What's it like to get an education like formally about what you what your work now entails as a representative? Like if is I would imagine it's almost has to be like a curriculum as well. What's that when what's the what was the learning curve? And then when did you start feeling um, comfortable in your your kind of role in in Springfield if I suppose you're probably not so, really comfortable but like yeah. more comfortable so I, I guess I should I should know that the answer to this question but I'm, I'm gonna ask you a quick question what what do you what do you teach mr. Turnbaut I should know the answer well, I, I teach English English okay so pretend that tomorrow your job is going to be to teach all of the foreign languages that exist right. and it's your job to do this and you need to figure it out. <laughs> that is literally what, <laughs> that is what it's been like. Um, it has been so phenomenal and amazing. Um, it, it's like uh, if I told you, you, you had to learn how to teach French, French German and, and Spanish. And in order to do this, you were going to go to a different country, you know, every day. Like, that's just kind of what it's like. Like, um, I have learned so much. I have interacted with so many amazing people. Um, the senior members um, of the House of Representatives on both sides of the aisle have been so welcoming and so willing to teach me everything from where's the nearest bathroom to um, I filed this bill, but I'm not sure why it's not being called in committee. Can you please explain it to me? Um, Like everyone has been so amazing and accommodating. Um, And then the freshman class, we have become just so united, specifically like the freshman women. um, And we, we, we've just, I, it's this unbelievable level of amazingness. And then back here um, in the district, my team is 
I would like to say it's the best team of any um, state representative. Um, I, you know, as you know, we have six advisory committees um, that are well attended and they're getting things done and, and the services that we're being able to then provide for our constituents. I mean, everything that we're doing is just so unbelievably um, powerful in my, in my personal opinion. So what's a typical day like for you when you were in Springfield? Um, day starts usually, I'm out the door typically by 8.30. Um, I then have uh, committee meetings starting at 9. I have different groups who um, meet me, either grab me in the hallways or find me in my office. And there's just this constant um constant amount of like people coming in and, and wanting to talk to me about different legislation that they're working on. Uh, and then we're in session, we're on the floor and typically it's a short, you know, hour, two hours. And other times it's like, we're on the floor for like 10 hours. So, um, and, and that's it. I mean, that's, uh, pr- pretty much, uh, after we're done, we typically, I, I typically don't eat a thing until like eight o'clock at night. And then there's different groups that invite us out to dinner. So go to dinner and then do the same thing the next day. How long are you down in Springfield at, for a session? Um, typically, so January through the end of May, typically it's Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, that's a, that's, typically what we what we do so i leave usually monday night then i'm there all day tuesday all day wednesday all day thursday and then thursday i drive home now when when you come home you get to meet with some constituents and all that what have been some of the more interesting constituent groups or more like satisfying kind of uh, problems that you've been able to resolve as a as a state legislator um yeah, so we have constituents coming in to talk to us about uh, a, a wide array of issues, whether it's um, they have, you know, their um, FOID card hasn't been processed quickly enough or they need help filling out forms for um, public assistance or their housing is in jeopardy and they're looking for, for help with that. Um, we, we've had a huge array of, of issues that, uh, that people come and talk to us about. Now, so then what, if I asked like, what would a typical day be like in, um, down in Springfield, how do you, I imagine you were pulled in so many different directions. I, I'm wondering how you set a calendar of who you meet with and, and all of that. Like what, how do you know how to schedule out a, a week? Because there's just so many, uh, groups and people like how does that planning process unfold? Well, it's basically I work about seven days a week. If eight days a week were available, I'd probably work eight days a week. Um, I, it, you know, to me, my top priorities are my constituents, so those who live in the district or those who have businesses in the district, so like manufacturers or 
um, educators, principals, um, you know, that kind of thing. Those are those kind of take top priorities. There are times that I need to leave the district because I need to learn about other things that are happening in the state that are impacting my constituents. So I'll go to the city for meetings with different um, with different groups as well. Um, the driving part really gets really gets uh, tough. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, and in the calendar, basically, I my um, chief of staff Tammy is the one that's in charge of my my stateside calendar, and then I have a team member on my campaign side who um, handles my campaign calendar. As you know. WeGo has a very proud civics program with our um, our government simulation, and uh, apparently in the mid '90s we have a really a pretty solid two year run because right in front of you, I think in the class of 1995, there's Joe Sosnowski who is also a state representative out of uh, out of Rockford, and then you come. Uh, in 1996, I was wondering if, like, you know, with with Representative Sosnowski and yourself, like, what what was something that was maybe impactful about the government program here at school? That, did it maybe inform your sense of like how to uh, to lead in any way? So I actually didn't have the benefit of going through the program because I took the class over the summer, so I wasn't part of the simulation class. Um, so, but I will tell you, there was a moment at the high school that I'll never, I'll, I'll never forget. It was um, in math class, actually. Um, and Mr. Lemon jokes about this because he says, I hope, I, I hope you also listened during my math lessons. Mm-hmm. But um, he came in and he was very exasperated about something. There was something that was happening in local politics. And he basically stopped the lesson for the day and explained to us how critical it was to get involved in local politics. Like he didn't tell us what the issue was that he was upset about, but he like for Mr. Lemon to, to not teach math for one, (laughs) for one day was, this was like really a huge thing to have happened. Right. Um, And, and he just broke it down for us. And I'll never forget. I will never forget that day that he just, um, told us that it was just imperative that we get involved in everything that has to do with our local, our local politics. So Karina, as we wind up the interview, I was wondering if you could give current Wildcats some advice about leadership, hard work, and any other type of advice that they can use going forward. So, a few things. One, my advice that my dad always gave me was that you always have to remember a few things. You always have to remember when you walk into a room that nobody in that room is better than you. So you should always know that. The other thing is that when you walk into a room, you have to understand that you're not better than anybody else. Um, and, and really under and, and really living that philosophy has, has really meant a lot to me. When I walk into, there was a, an occasion after I was elected, I walked into a, an event in this big, uh, very fancy hotel uh, kind of lobby, or I don't know, um, it, it, was, it was this a gala. And uh, one of the servers 
put down what, what she was doing, came over, gave me a hug and asked to take a picture with me. And at that moment, I thought and felt like I had spoken to the most important person in the room. Everyone's walking around in suits, right? And and their their floor length gowns. And and this person came over to give me a hug and and to thank me for what I was doing. And I felt in that moment that that was the most important person that I was going to speak to that night. Um, and I think that that's really important um, to to understand. So to stay humble, um, but also to know that your voice really matters and that it's a strong voice. So that balance is really important. Um, and in terms of, of advice moving forward, have have big dreams, have big goals, and work every day to, to accomplish those goals. One of the things that's so critical and important is that if you have um, – a goal of moving forward, let other people know about it and follow up, ask people for their business cards and follow up with an email, follow up with a phone call, ask them, can we sit down and meet? I want to talk to you about my goal. I want to talk to you about my dream. And I want to talk to you about how you accomplished your goals. Um, networking is a skill that's really, really important. Um, and I really encourage the students to make sure that, they, that, they're, doing, that they're doing that every opportunity that they get. That's awesome. Thank you, Karina, for the interview, and good luck to all of your hard work down in Springfield. Thank you so much. Have a good rest of the day. Thanks for listening to We Go Places. If you know of a great guest for this podcast, send me an email at b-t-u-r-n-b-a-u-g-h at d-9-4 dot o-r-g.